0: everyone, welcome to our Strong Mind, Strong Body Podcast. I'm your host, and today I have a very special guest and friend on our Strong Mind, Strong Body Podcast. His name is Brian Prendergast, and he is a health coach and personal trainer. Brian has so many accolades and special experiences, and the reason why I wanted him to come on today is we, we are going to talk about using your story to help other people. At the end of the day, for all of us, it's really our story that connects us to other people. It's our story that gives us purpose and drives our mission. And Brian's story of loss and addiction really drove his mission and is really what led him to success and helping others overcome adversity. So I'm bringing Brian on today because I want him to talk about the significance of our story and how we use that story to help our clients because that's our mission for all. All of us so brian why don't you come on in and introduce yourself to everybody
1: angie thank you so much uh appreciate that kind words and introduction and thank you for having me on the show uh yeah introduce myself my name is brian prendergast i am the founder and president of high five health and fitness and uh you know i've been at this for a while uh and my story is most definitely uh part of uh, everything that I do, even to this day, uh, how I help people, uh, sharing my experiences with them. Uh, there's just been so much that uh, I've been through just both professionally and, and personally that uh, it'd be impossible for me to not uh, empathize with people in their trials and tribulations and uh, you know, becoming healthier uh, and living a longer, healthier life. Yeah,
0: I think so, too. I think that it is our story. I think that's what unites us to people. It's what helps drive our mission. And without a story, without those really difficult things, experiences that we face, I don't know that we would be able to build the empathy to really connect with people. I think it's every time we go through a negative experience, it's it goes back to Viktor Frankl and how we find meaning from poor experiences or from difficult experiences. And the way we find meaning actually is to pour, I think that pain and those experiences into helping other people, giving them purpose. So I think that's such a big part of the healing process, but Brian, I have a question for you. So speaking of that, I've, I've read a lot of different books about stories and how to use stories to transform our lives. How do you stories to connect with other people? And I think that, Before we even get started on how we do that, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your story?
1: Okay, be happy to. Uh, uh, First, I'll start by saying that I am one hundred percent grateful for all the bumps and bruises and skin knees and mistakes and everything that I've been through because, uh, you know, as I mentioned, it helps me do what I do today. Uh, I grew up in New Jersey. I'm in New Jersey now. Uh, I live here. uh, Father of three boys and a uh, my wife and I have been married for 15 years, um, but uh, it, it started rough. I mean, I had a, a somewhat rough childhood. My father passed away when I was young. Uh, I was 12 years old. He was 41. He had uh, a heart attack that that uh, took him out. And, uh, you know, again, one of my experiences that I get to share with people that, uh, you know, I don't want to have to have anybody to have that experience for themselves. But if they do, I can, uh, you know, kind of give them an idea as to how to work with it. Uh, You know, from there, as you'd imagine, a fatherless child, single family, uh, single parent household, uh, you know, things weren't always uh, so great uh you know guidance was something that i definitely lacked um mama tried mama tried but uh you know she was working a lot and there was uh, there was it was always uh difficult i was on my own a lot i uh, had older brother and sister my brother at that point was uh, more or less out of the house Uh, you know, not right away, but in those years to follow. um, You know, it's amazing how like five years is to us as adults. It's a very short amount of time, but between 12 and 19, uh, you you know, or 12 and and, and 17, it's it's a very short time, uh, but it seems like a long time. So I grew up quick. um, And, you know, from there, I did the normal thing. I went to college and, um, you know, Experienced it, let's say, uh, as much as I possibly could. Um, it was a big party for me. Uh, nothing short of that, um, you know. Education and school and everything was secondary. Um, you know, I was there to, I was there to party. I was there to live. Uh, you know, a, 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 a wild lifestyle and enjoy every second of. I was young and wild. And uh, you know, comes a point where you uh, continue to move forward in, in a less than positive direction. And, uh, you know, the next thing, you know, you're the last person at the party. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone else around you is kind of growing up and, uh, you know, maybe some of the, uh, cronies that you had at that time, or the people that you were with having such a fantastic time with, you know, it seems like, you know, just a great time. Uh, they're all gone. They're all moving on. They have careers, they have families, they have all these things. And, and you, you know, you're, I was the last one at the party and it was my own party. Um, so, uh, you know, alcoholism and, and addiction were, were part, you know, most definitely a part of my story. Uh, and then from there, recovery from alcoholism and, and addiction, and uh, you know where that led me, and how I was able to just um, feel alive again. And and uh, and God, once that happened, I just wanted to share it. Uh, you know, I wanted everybody. Uh, you know, I said, you get this is fantastic, and I just want you to experience uh what you know how great it feels to feel great. So- I'm curious,
0: Brian, when you were when you went through that, you know, that last person at the party stage. And then you started realizing, gosh, kind of looking at life and you're like, where's where's everybody gone? It looks like they've all moved on. Um what got you to that point where you kind of woke up one day and said, I am the last person at the party. What am I doing with my life? What what happened?
1: Yeah, I mean it was um you know I I was either the very best drinker in the world or the worst. I'm not quite sure the answer to that. Um, but, you know, it was, there was, there was, you know, several setbacks along the way, you know, failed relationships, uh, financial issues, and none of it was going well. Um, so, you know, you kind of come to, you understand that life is, you know, not going the way that it should. And you can, you know, you make decisions there. Do you continue on, you know, do you, Take your toothbrush and and uh, and chuck it uh, away and and you know go through life as a toothless drunk guy and you know remain relatively happy you know aside from the setbacks there were some great times Uh, you know I wasn't I wasn't always a a sad sack Um, you know so I I just um, but but overall you know there's just that desire to be better and and to live a better life. And for me, it was just a line in the sand. I said, this is, this is it. Uh, you know, I can't live like this any longer. I, I, am no longer the person that I aspire to be or, or, or anything anywhere remotely close. So, you know, I, I just really wanted to, um, to live better. And then from there, I, I, you know, I, I started, um, cleaning up and hanging out with people that were sober and, and, uh, you know, just, uh, found myself in a 12-step program, uh, which was tremendous help for me, Uh, and, you know, just networking and changing things and feeling good. Um, You know, exercise was always a part of my life. Uh, Fitness was always a part of my life, even when I was, you know, uh, um, down and out, let's call it, Um, and I, you know, was able to, that was the first thing I went to um, because it made me feel good. Uh, it was a, it was me putting the pieces back together, but I was like, I was so tired of, you know, sick and tired of being sick and tired, um, that I just wanted to feel good again and exercise and movement and, um, running really was my go-to, uh, running and endurance races and things like that were really what kind of helped me get everything back together.
0: Well, and, you know, I, first of all, I really appreciate you sharing that story. Cause I do, I think it's hard to share those stories. Um, I sit on a number of stories, some I've shared some, some I'm not so sure, right. So we have to come to that point where we're ready to open our heart to other people and decide how will this help other people if I do share this story. But I think, I don't know about you, but I really feel like very few of us walk around in this world without having run into somebody who has experienced addiction, whether it's firsthand or whether it's in their family. And I think the key is that we need a lot of clients who've either been through the addiction themselves or are dealing with a family member who is dealing with addiction and it it becomes such a big part of their narrative and their personal story, whether they want it to be or not. But I will say one thing that I've definitely learned about addiction and that is that a person has to hit rock bottom. And then from there, they're either going to decide they need to get better or they're not. But no matter what all the people in there, all of the uh, people in their corner are saying or doing, nothing's really going to move the needle until that person makes that decision. Would you agree?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, and look, it's all going to be, it's going to be different for everybody. You know, my, my rock bottom, I had, I had a career, I had a job, I was making money. I had two cars, a motorcycle. I was, you know, I was, I I was able to, you know, I was, I was just miserable. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I had all those things, but I had nothing. Uh, and, and, you know, really, absolutely. It's just, uh, you know, a matter of people need to experience it. It's going to be different for everybody. Some people are in it and don't know it. Um, you know, again, one of those things I'm grateful for is my rock bottom and where it landed me because, um, you know, I have friends that weren't able to make it, they didn't live, uh, you know, and that's the reality. And so, you know, the fact that I got to experience rock bottom and I can still look down at it and see where it was and what, what, you know, for what it was worth, um, you know, again, I'm grateful for that. Uh, sharing my story is not something that I did right away. It's not like mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm sober now. I'm a trainer now and I'm a health coach and here's my thing. And, you know, like I'm wide open and stuff. You know, it was definitely hard for me to um, to, to share that part. I didn't know if it would be beneficial for me as, you know, as a career move, <laughs> quite right. frankly, to share that, um, you know, but once you realize that, you know, you're my authentic self and who I am is that. Uh, right. It was really a, a game changer for me, and and uh, people stopped telling me, "Oh, you don't know what it's like." Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, I know what weight loss is like coming off of alcoholism. Uh, so you know, whether it's from alcoholism or not, uh, yeah, or lack of activity or not, um, I know mm-hmm. what weight loss is like. Uh, I know what thinking healthily like is, is like. As well uh you know it's a major part of what i do with my high five of high five health and fitness which i'd love to tell you about as well
0: yeah uh- Well, and you know, that's, I'm glad you said that because I was actually going to reintroduce you, Brian. So I just want to, for anybody who's just coming in, I just want to reintroduce you and just say that I'm talking to Brian Pendergrast and he is the founder of High Five Health and Fitness. And we're talking about using our story to help others and how our story is really what connects us to other people and really propels our mission. And Brian is talking about his story of loss and addiction and how he has transformed that experience into helping other people overcome adversity. and, you know, Brian, the other thing that comes to mind, so we lost a family member a couple of months ago uh, through addiction. And um, I know here. that if, if, if you if you come from a family that um, maybe has um, all of us have our, our different things that we are passionate about, and then there's that fine line between passion and addiction and and. Um, So what what I think has happened for me is these different experiences throughout life. And I think the older you get, the more experiences you have, right? You start to, you mentioned, I didn't share that story for a while because I wasn't really sure if I was ready. And I think it's that fine line when you're a trainer of, is your story going to be gratuitous or is it going to be helpful? So people want to, they want to be the center of the story, right? They want you to hear their story. But sometimes we have to share a little bit of our experience in order to really connect with them and say, I get that. And I hear you and I empathize with you. And while I don't understand your plight exactly, I do want you to know that I've walked this journey before. And so again, I think it's like not being gratuitous, but being coming from a place of, I want to sit in this space with you and I want to share this space with you. And I want you to know that again, I don't understand your exact journey, but I want you to know that I'm here. So,
1: absolutely. I, you know, one of the things that I do have to do is hold back with my stories from time to time because chances are, if you're going through something, you know, or you have a story about something, I've had it. Uh, you know, if you've Crashed cars, I've done, you know, uh big parties, concerts, and 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 just like everything that you can possibly encounter almost, you know, I've kind of done it. Um, and you know, so it it is something that I actually have to hold on to. It's not my turn to talk, it's my turn to listen and understand and nod my head and say, Yes, you know, I feel that too. And and uh, you know, so there are some definitely some times where I can hold back and and not share my experience quite so much. Um, Well, I want you to
0: share it today and you did. So I'm glad that you did, but you know, Uh, let's, let's, let's bring this full circle, Brian. So we know a little bit about your story and I know there's more and there's probably so many layers, but what really inspires me is knowing what you've done since that time. I mean, you play a big role in MedFit. You, uh, you have a podcast with Christine Conti called Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone you have done everything in your power to reach the health and fitness community through writing through, well, I, I'm going to let you tell us, but what, what kind of drove that? I mean, what, first of all, what got you started in that journey and how are you using your story to make a difference? Cause a lot of trainers have stories.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and use them uh, when, when, when applicable. Uh, so I got, I, I, started you know becoming healthy again i was in a corporate job i was miserable i wasn't happy at all i was a mortgage banker and i was just not in love with anything that i was doing when everything else around me was starting to flourish again uh and i was running i started running as again as um you know one of those things that i decided to pick up in order to become healthy again and i started to have some success i was running local races and uh you know i decided to train for marathon half marathons and and you know things like that a little longer in distance and things were going really well I was running marathons under three hours and uh, my weight was down so people that knew me and professionally you know were like wow you're making some big changes and you know the next thing you know I'm the resource in this corporate office of people coming to me and saying what did you do how did you do it what did you what's going on what are you eating um, you know, what are you, what are you doing to, to exercise? And I would just explain to them and, you know, I did it in a way that I could help them. Uh, so the natural thing for me to do then was to become, you know, just get certified on the side in personal training. I said, people, everyone's coming to me anyway. I might as well try and, you know, uh, find something. I found something that I love to do which is helping people and, and, and in a way that, you know, has ha- made me happy. More so than corporate, uh, corporate the corporate world, and, and the nine to five. So, so can I, I ask started you a training. quick
0: question? Can sure. I ask you a quick, quick? Can I interject here? Please. You said something first of all that I, 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 you would not even believe how many people I talked to, and I know you've had this experience on your podcast. No. How many people start in the corporate world, and they're like, uh-uh. all of them? Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, on the podcast christine and i christine's a former teacher and a former uh corporate banker i believe and we all call ourselves recovering I, i'm in recovery so i'm a recovering mortgage banker as well uh, yeah. and you know we've and and there are really we found through the podcast which we've had you know 370 episodes of and we get to interview people uh you know throughout uh, the fitness industry and and we found that there are the type of people that will um, either start in the fitness industry and like slingshot a, a high school athletic career into a college athletic career to a you know a health and uh, science type of degree uh, that will you know put them where they are in exercise science or you know in the fitness industry that way. There are other people who you know were always athletic and and you know were just trying to do it on the side while they you know played with life's playbook and did the right thing and went into corporate America or a job that they ended up feeling miserable in. Um, you know, and just another way that I get to experience things. I, I talk to people all the time in health coaching and they're just upset with their job. They're not They don't have a healthy relationship with their employment. So Uh, what
0: comes to my mind then is organically. So what, what really comes to my mind is the first way to share your story is to do it from organic, an organic place. Like you, it's, it's reality. You could call it um, authentic, organic. I don't know, but you went into corporate America and you started running that made you feel healthy. People around you started asking, what are you doing? How are you doing this? That led you to get certified and say, well, gosh, maybe I can help other people. It was all very organic. And I think, that's probably the first step in how our stories can impact other people is, it has to come from here. There has Absolutely. to be something here that's driving us to change our lives. And in doing that, we just we wanna share with other people. Like we wanna grab a microphone in the center of Central Park and start preaching to everybody out there who will listen. But before I hand you back the mic, first, Brian, I do want to say I want to reintroduce you. I'm talking to Brian Prendergast, and he is the um, founder of High Five Health and Fitness, and he's talking about how we use our story to help other people, how how that is our kind of framework for reaching others. So, Brian, let's take off from you're in corporate America, you start running, everybody starts asking you what you did. I'm assuming you ditched out of corporate America. Now what?
1: Eventually, yes, I did. I made sure that uh, uh, you know I got it to a point where I didn't have to take a gigantic leap. Everyone wants to take the leap. I'm going to take the leap. I didn't take the leap. I got that boat close enough to the dock that I can just step right off of it. <laughs> uh, you know, I made sure that I had the credentials in place. I became a you know certified health coach as well. Uh, I was always a certified uh, USA track and field uh, level one coach. So I was working with runners. I was helping other people. Um, both. In and out of the gym, I was working on both mind and body between health coaching and a little nutrition. Uh, you know, I think that nutrition's a, a big part of it. So I was able to, uh, you know, just move it forward. And and the first thing I did was I founded High Five Health and Fitness. I had a vision for what I wanted it to be. I wanted to work with corporate uh, in corporate settings because I was that's what I was doing. That's where I started. That's where I was helping. I always took gym hours and I always worked in the gym. And I love group fitness. I love leading classes. I love uh, people, you know, uh, tell them, seeing them nice and sweaty at the end of an hour and thanking me for it. Um, that was always a great thing. Uh, but I wanted to uh, help people in corporate settings for a couple of reasons. One, I mean, like I said, it was where I was coming from. But my whole goal is to take as many people as I can at one time and make them healthier, right? One-on-one is great, but I just see a bigger thing. If I can take a large group of people, and make them healthier well then they're going to go around in their lives and make their people around them a little bit healthier and eventually you know we have that ripple effect of uh you know just affecting the masses and um you know I was able to speak to people i knew what hr was all about i was able to um you know put together a proper email package and you know those things so um that's kind of where i started and and built off of there had some cool packages like i can train like your whole company to run the local 5k. And it was great branding and great, uh, you know, and it wasn't, it was entry level, you can walk it, you can run it. And I kind of was running, making packages for, uh, for companies and they could have access to me via email. And it was just great. We just kind of created energy um, that wasn't really seen. Another thing that I did, which I thought was really cool was um, I, I, you know, I, I didn't do it to show them return, uh, you know, return on investment for their insurance costs or anything, which was eh, the way everybody was attacking it. Everyone was like, right. we're going to show you how your company can save money through wellness programs. And I said, no, you don't, you do this because you're the boss and this is your family and you love them. Yeah. Um, you do this, this way, because you want these people to be healthier, not because it saves you money. I mean, yeah, you'll reduce absenteeism and maybe get somebody to quit taking smoking breaks and all those things, but no, you do it because you love them and you want them to be healthier. And, you know, and and people took to it. Other people didn't. Right. But those were the wrong clients. Anyway, the people that were doing it for money, that it wasn't really going to work. It was about creating a family in an environment where the energy of it was, you know, It was things that I didn't have really in my corporate experience. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? You love them and you want them to enjoy working here. Imagine that. They love what they do and they have all these people that look out for them
0: you know mm-hmm. that's something else you just said you you kind of niched in on what isn't working. Yeah you know, there's a lot of things that are but what what's what's missing for people? What's the missing link? What what do they need more of? And it sounds like you you always kind of function from your heart and so Absolutely. you talked about how do you show up for the people you love more so than how do you save your company insurance costs, right? <laughs> how do you Only show concept. up for the people you love? <laughs>
1: what a What's concept that? yeah yeah and uh you know it's and it's it is it's fear or love you know or is it a management uh, uh aspect of where, where fear rules or is it love and and which company would you rather work for Are you trying to attract good hard workers um people that you know have a desire to be there so that was just kind of like the the foundation for for everything I kept it real simple, Uh, you know, as mentioned, I'm high five health and fitness and I have a high five, you know, and, and um, you know, it's really just, if you do these five things and five things alone, you know, and and again, it's, it leads from the heart, it's not anything. um, You brought up something earlier that, that, you know, I, I I did, I do things from the heart. Um, It wasn't anything where I said, I'm gonna now do this. And uh, you know, I'm gonna move this business career into this successful mode. It's like, no, I got to go find myself in this process and give people what I know I want. If I want it, there's just a good chance that other people want it too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if people enjoy this experience, you know, is it like a yeah or a meh? You know, I want the yeah. I want the yeah all the way through in life. Um, I've already had the meh and and it's nothing that I desire anymore. So, you know, it's about saying yes. Uh, it's about giving myself the permission to kind of do some of these things from a my standpoint of a you know, from a business uh, direction, and kind of going for it, providing the energy that I think that people enjoy rather than not. Um, And um, so we work with the high five, Uh, it's move well, it's eat well. It's think well, right? Thinking is is a very important uh, part, as you know. Um, it is R well, and R no one gets that one because it's um, rest, recovery, reboot, rejuvenate, uh, relax, uh, uh-huh. you know, all those things. Um, you know, that's the R well, and then the last one is connect well. Um, so those are my high five. If we can connect well. Um, and again, within the corporate setting, or even in any setting, in your gym, you know, I, I've, I've since kind of broken off from some of the corporate stuff, uh, um, especially after COVID, because that was difficult for me as a business owner. Right. Uh, you, I can, I do most, most everything virtually anyway. But for some reason, I guess finances, a lot of the co- companies were were tightening up, and they didn't really right. want to. That was one of the first things to go. um They were more worried that their people were going to work from home and how they were gonna do it. So, um, right. you know, but but we see that. Uh, so connection is huge, um, connecting well as, as employees. And really we do it like in gyms as well. I could do consulting for gyms and, and fitness uh, uh, establishments and saying, you know, what good is a gym if people don't connect well, it's not a family, it's not a tribe, it's not the, uh, you know, that right. that whole like us against them kind of thing. Uh, I, I I really can kind of dig in on that and get, and get people involved that way.
0: Well, I think connection is everything because especially after COVID, I think connection is everything and connection is what connects people to us. And so Brian, as we close this up, um, once again, I really want to thank you for joining us. I was talking to Brian Prendergast and he is the founder of High Five Health and Fitness. But the importance of a story, I've read a lot of book about stories and how we use our stories. And I really feel like in this world of health and fitness, there's so many people. I think we swim in our little fishbowl. I was talking to a friend earlier and I said, you know, we swim in our little fishbowl. And all of us fitness people think that everybody knows about fitness. But if you spend any time in the real world, turns out most people walking around on a day-to-day basis don't know a lot about fitness. And what they do know is very, very confusing. There are a lot of mixed messages about fitness and wellness and being healthy and nutrition. And I think that that's why a story is powerful, because you mentioned, you know, we talked about authenticity, connecting with people through an authentic space. And then how do we use our experiences to help other people? And then one thing you said at the end was also the idea is that it has to be where we have to believe in it. We have to want it. If it's something I want, I'm going to find people who want it too. And then it's going to come from a much more authentic place instead of, Hey, I see this topic's trending. I'm going to go sell that. So before we go, Brian, is there any last thing that you want to say? Cause I really appreciate you. I appreciate your, um, your genuine approach. I love what you do. I was a guest on your podcast and had a great talk with you. So anything you want to say in closing?
1: No, I just, you know, one of the things that I just really wanted to hit on really quickly before we left is, is that well, part of, of my high five is, you know, move well and eat well and think well and, 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 and are well and connect well. And the operative word there as well, it doesn't have to be all in. It doesn't have to be, it's like, it's, 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 it's more or less that one day at a time concept where just get a little bit better. You don't have to eat, um, to perfection. Uh, you don't have to move to perfection. You don't have to, you just have to do it well uh and a little bit goes a long way and um you know take that and and uh, don't don't beat yourself over the head with health and fitness um it's a one-way street to uh, to quitting so um just get a little bit better
0: yeah and and the same with your clients you know because what's well to me today could be different tomorrow depends on what's going on in my life. And I think we have to hold that space for our clients and say, you know, different days, they come in strong differently, not just physically, but emotionally. So we have to meet them where they're at and help them do the best they can. So thank you again, Brian, for coming on. Thanks for all you do in the fitness space. I think you've made a huge contribution and thanks to our APA and NASM audience. We'll see you next week.